0: Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast, with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. You've heard me sharing about my Thriving for MS guide several weeks now, but I've actually adapted it so I could create a free guide for you to optimize five areas of your life that are the building blocks of your overall health. It's everything I wish I had known to take care of myself before my MS diagnosis happened. I believe that those who thrive living with an autoimmune disease have been gifted with a sidekick and it's our duty to teach others about proactive health, even before it becomes a pain point in your life. So I've put together a guide on the five building blocks of health. You can find out how to eat right for your body, different ways of moving your body, getting yourself into an amazing fitness or movement routine, learn how to get better quality and quantity of sleep learn to decrease that stress and really manage it and then reduce toxic load on your body. So download the free guide at bit.ly forward slash health building blocks. That's bit.ly forward slash health building blocks and blocks is plural. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please message me on Instagram once you download it and let me know how it is serving you. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 147. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Heather Bartos. Heather is an OBGYN and a MindShift medicine creator. So she says that our mindset is a key component to our overall health. With this belief in mind, Dr. Bartos practices what she calls mind shift medicine, the integration of one's mental, physical, and emotional health to care for the whole person. It's a practice that she uses to treat patients, but it's also a practice she lives by. Heather Bartos is an MD, a board certified OBGYN, and is a leading voice in the field of women's health and wellness, combining care for the mind, body, emotions, and spirit to help women live healthier, more fulfilling lives. So fascinated by how what we think about affects how we feel, Dr. barto's teaches women and women's families how to thrive no matter what stage of life they're in. So our interview was so interesting. I definitely went into it going like, I don't know what this is going to be like. Like I'm talking to a conventional medicine doctor and y'all know. See, I just said y'all. Um, because she's very she's very American, so y'all know um, I really love my holistic medicine. But I was really curious when she was proposed for the show about this whole mind shift medicine, and you can see me kind of like question it. And I absolutely love that because of her health, she's brought this into her practice, and that she can still practice conventional medicine and still take care of women's health, but also bring in an uh, an aspect of emotional health that's really important. So I have a lot of people come on the show talk about mental health um, but emotional health is something that we kind of haven't really dived into so absolutely loved it and her energy is contagious she's got an amazing american accent i uh, we joked after that um sometimes when i have guests on the show with accents i sometimes mimic them um, and i try really really hard not to do it in the recording um, but there we go i just said y'all for everybody have um, an amazing listen to this show and as always you can always connect with um, uh, the guests and myself on Instagram, and um, I'm constantly posting quotes from the episodes and the episode itself, announcing it. Um, so, always would love to hear what you guys think of the show. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yay! I'm so excited. Once, um, once I kind of checked you out online did the whole creeper thing I was like yep she's an alpha female so let's get get her on um so what do you think of the definition that I sent over and how do you see yourself as an alpha female
1: oh my gosh my favorite sentence in that whole thing is the brightest star in her constellation I love that and it really resonates with me because you know, every woman wants to be a star and, and, and it's in her constellation. It's not the constellation, it's her own world. And that resonated with me so much because it's about being authentic and really kind of just shining through with your, with your self-love. I think it's amazing. Mm, That's cool. I love finding
0: out like what part of the definition really resonates to someone. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's cool. And, um, I'm glad you kind of mentioned, we haven't talked about it on the show in a while, but like in her constellation, like you you don't have to be everything to everyone. You can, you can shine in the community that you're meant to serve. And so I love that extra perspective. Yeah. Cool. So we read in your bio all of the things that you're doing, but as you kind of are um, building your empire, empire, as I
1: like to say, what does work-life harmony look like for you? You know, I... I used to really suck at, and I love that we differentiate from work-life balance to work-life harmony because I love the word harmony for women, um, as a women's health provider. Like I am so in like harmony, everything should be functioning in this kind of optimal way. And, um, I love the fact that, um, that, that the alpha females is authentic. And, and to me, Work-life harmony is, is somehow not just balancing because that sounds like a waiter with like a tray full of too much stuff, but really bringing all those components together to function optimally and what you need that day, that time, that week, as opposed to just like trying to survive. Mm-hmm. So for you, what does it look like? Like you have this kind
0: of, um, this, this entire world around mind shift medicine,
1: Um, But how do you apply it to
0: your own life?
1: Yes, so I, I'm an OBGYN. and so by nature, my life, uh, my work life is chaotic. You know, babies don't just deliver between 8 and 5. They like to deliver uh, 5 in the morning, Christmas Day, I mean, all of these things, and I really was so focused on doing things for everyone else and for trying to be there and not disappoint people that I really missed out, one, kind of with my children. I have two young children, but also... I just lost myself in the process. And what, um, what I found was I really had to kind of step back and say, what is it that I want? And so I kind of revamped my entire life. I, I do not go into the hospital in the middle of the night anymore, unless it's like, I like my sister or my aunt or someone delivering, I really try to create boundaries. And it was hard because people got very upset with my boundaries. They were they were angry that I chose to create boundaries about myself but but I really had to you know for my own for my own well-being it was really myself I was suffering the most.-hmm I guess
0: that's really hard because you developed such a I guess a great relationship with your patients I wanted to say clients patients. <laughs> Um, and uh, you're there for the entire pregnancy, but it's like, if uh, you're going to deliver at 2am in the morning, I'm not going to be there. So how, like, how do you prep a patient for that ahead of time?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. And I, I still, I really have to talk myself out of guilt about it. I mean, I, I had a patient today that um, wrote kind of a survey complaint that I was not there on a Sunday. And she wrote, I didn't know that Dr. Bartos didn't work on Sundays. And I was thinking, why would anyone think that I would work every Sunday? I mean, you know, I really try to, it's all about expectations. Like I find that with Everyone in my life, like my husband and my kids and every my employees, Um, it's about expectations and setting it up. And really, I saw say, you know, I I love taking care of you and I love creating your family with you. But I have to value my own family and my own health. And by doing this, I'm showing you as a role model what it's like to be a, a really kind of working mom. And so I say, I hope you're not offended. I have great people to take care of you if I'm not there, but unfortunately I can't be in multiple places at one time without sacrificing my own health. Mm, I love that. We, um,
0: I'm, I'm reading a tribe called bliss by Lori Harder right now. Yes, And, And, um, there's a chapter on expectations and, um, whether it's a business relationship, uh, you know, a doctor patient relationship, a friendship, I think with clear communication, and I love that you're doing that up front to set the expectation so that, you know, this is what this is it's going to happen. So I can't disappoint you, because I've laid it out for you ahead of time.
1: I exactly. Guess. And at that point, if they're disappointed, that's their own issues that they have. And at that point, I feel comfortable saying, Like I can't be everything to every person, but, um, and it's a hard conversation. I mean, it's a difficult conversation for women to have. I think is like, this is what I will give you, but I think it's invaluable. I mean, just in every area of our lives. Yeah. So
0: cool. Okay. And I'm sure that they're in great hands at the time of delivery, regardless, it's just not the familiar face that has held their hand throughout the process.
1: They are exactly, I always say, you know, at that point, you don't care if the janitor comes in and delivers, you just want that baby out. Um, and I saw him, I go, you're not going to care who it is walking in. But yes, yeah, so I always tell them I have a great team and I'll describe everyone. But, um, but I still, I still feel pangs of guilt. I really have to talk myself off the ledge on that sometimes. And I got upset about this one today. I'm like, how could she think that? I don't ever say I work every Sunday. Like that's a good family day for me. Um, and so I was like, you know what? That's not my issue. It's her issue. Clearly I need to make the expectations more clear next time. So you a recovering people pleaser as well as a recovering work-life balancer i am i am if you've read gretchen rubin's the four tendencies i'm a total obliger like i i I'm all about the kind of the um, external expectations. Um, And I'm like, yes, I'm recovering on all of those fronts. Mm, I love it. Um, You're probably the first
0: guest that has brought it up before me because I always talk about it and have to explain it to people. So I love that. The first step submitting, you have a problem, right? So I I had the problem. Uh, That's so cool. Okay. So. Um, so you kind of talked about a time where you actually subscribed to like the thought of work-life balance and it just didn't feel right. What, like, did you have like one specific aha moment and you were like, nope, that's it. And you just kind of shifted everything or was it slow? Like I'm going to change my work hours. Now I'm going to start taking a little bit better care of myself, whether it's the the food that you're using to nourish yourself or getting enough water in throughout the day. Um, was
1: it, was it all at once or gradually? It was a, it was a pretty big whammy that hit me. Um, I was, I was a military doctor and I got out and I had two young children, through six IVF processes um, while working about 120 hours a week. And I was trying to juggle all these balls and keep a marriage going, which was not going well at the time. And um, life is a way of sitting you on your ass when you least expect it. And when my son was six months old, I developed this horrific life-threatening pneumonia. Like And it was so sad. We don't have family where we live. And so my husband had to drop me off at the front door of the hospital so that I could go in and get admitted and, uh, and like left with my two kids, my two babies. And I was in the hospital for six days. They had no idea what was wrong with me. They checked me for all kinds of things like tuberculosis, Legionnaires disease, things that you don't really hear about. And I was in the hospital thinking, this really sucks. I was trying to pump. I was still breastfeeding. I was trying to pump. And I, this is just, this is my own fault. Like I created this for myself because I did not set myself up to win. I set myself up to fail. And I was in the hospital for six days. I was on a pick line antibiotic pump for a month. And I said, enough, enough is enough. Like I was like that song enough is enough. Isn't. I was doing that song. I was like, this is, a, I mean, I was probably also like hallucinating from the fevers but i said this is, i I'm not, i can't just say more and i at that point started to kind of create this new idea of a clinic that we that we have where it was kind of the whole woman the holistic woman like it's we call it the village for women's health and and the mind shift medicine is a part of that because i had to do it myself like i had to like treat myself first before i could do it on anyone else and that's when i changed everything and I lived,
0: it was okay. <laughs> you're here, you're answering our question. So we're good. Um, so tell us more about mind shift medicine. Um, give us like the the premise of it.
1: Yeah, so mind shift medicine is really using the power of your mind and complete extreme ownership to make your health better. So I, um, I used it myself because I said, okay, so I said, I could have easily blamed my work schedule and my husband and the fact that he didn't help or whatever for all of my illnesses and problems. But really when I came down to it, the problem was with me. Um, and so I always ask women when they come to the clinic, I'm like, Hey, you know, why is your diabetes out of control? Why is this happening to you? Like, what is the main reason? And people will, will often try to, well, I, I didn't have time to do this. And I was like, no, 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 no. But why didn't you make time for this? It's really getting to the heart of it, making yourself the true owner of everything that you do. And by doing that, it gives you power and it gives you power over your healthcare. Um, so, you know, if I didn't pick up my medicine, whose fault was that? It was mine. It was my, I did make myself a priority to get there. And some women really are very hesitant about that process while others are like, wow, I feel so empowered. And I feel like I'm really like, I'm in control. And like my doctor and my healthcare team are there to support me. Um, and it's really made a big difference. I mean, for me personally, and also for a lot of my patients. Hmm. Interesting. So my
0: understanding is that you're a quote-unquote conventional medicine practitioner, but it sounds like because of your health journey, you are bringing in some elements that sound more holistic um, than, I guess, a standard OBGYN would practice. Is that Yes. Yes. yes.
1: So yes, I was trained conventionally in Western medicine. I'm not a naturopath. Um, but, you know, at least in our country, like there's not a lot of naturopaths that are are um, certified, credentialed. And there was really a need for like a blend of both Western and Eastern medicines. And so in our office, for instance, we have a yoga studio in office. And we offer meditation classes. Um, I've had women that we pray with before surgery because they really feel like they need that affirmation. And it's kind of been self-taught because there really isn't a lot of medical practices that are doing really involving the mind as much. Um, And so we're really, really focusing on kind of really mind body soul to be cliche about it, but that's what we're focusing on.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. And uh, I guess it's not as um, kind of down the path as clinics that have um, other practitioners from a holistic perspective, but just that aspect of emotional health and asking people like the why, like, why aren't you compliant with the things that you're supposed to doing? Like, let's get to the root of it. And from an emotional and and mental standpoint, um, I think is super refreshing to hear.
1: Yes, yes. And we refer out for other modalities that we don't do, whether it's Reiki or acupuncture. We have a kind of a list of people that we kind of affiliate with that we will refer to. um, Because I think that's a big thing for women. I mean, I think women need to find what works for them, uh, which is really what an alpha female does, right? Supports the pack. And so we're really trying to get them out to the right people and the right practitioners that serve them.
0: Mhm. Awesome. Okay, so I think we're kind of on the this uh this train track, but is there anything <laughs> when I ask my guests like what are you most passionate about does something else come up or or is this like is this it?
1: This girl, this is it. And I would never 10 years ago have even guessed that this would have been something that I would have done. I've always I always like to joke, I've always been a little woo-woo like quote unquote, woo woo. Like I've always been interested in all the alternative therapies and everything. Um, But I, I, as a military physician and all that, I never saw this happening, but I've seen such a joy and health return to women. Like the light in their eyes is back that this is truly, um, truly what I'm most passionate about women's health in general, but really focusing on the entire woman. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's so cool. And I wonder if the military, I, I.
0: <laughs> the concept of the military for a Canadian is very foreign to me. Um, yes, <laughs> um uh my entire like familiarity with military is based on uh like movies and TV. So yeah,
1: like a few good men. That's what I look like. I look like Demi Moore and a few good men. Just picture that. Picture that if you will. <laughs> um, I wonder if
0: they're actually bringing in some more holistic practices into the the care of um of
1: servicemen and women. You know, they are. And it's funny, the group that really has spearheaded a lot of kind of the mindset shifts has been the Navy SEALs, which of course are always great movies when they're about Navy SEALs, right? Because they're like badasses, like they're the alpha males, right? And um, they use a lot of these mindset principles within the 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 context of how they do their operations. Um, so there's some excellent Navy SEALs that wrote this book called Extreme Ownership. And it's really for business, but it's about this idea of taking it all the way to where you are the extreme owner. Uh, Mark Devine is another guy who really does NLP and this neuro linguistics programming to change the way that they think because they have to get through that awful boot camp. You know, the buds training that looks like, you know, when GI Jane, when she's, you know, out there on the water and they're in the freezing cold and all that, they have to use their mind to get through that. And so I've always, I mean, I, I'm kind of an ardent fan of the Navy SEALs. I might like to maybe be one, but I wouldn't want to do all those push-ups. but, um, they're really the ones that are spearheading a lot of us. So the military is actually fairly progressive when it comes to that. Mm, that's cool. That's awesome to hear. Um,
0: all right. So let's get into some of the more nitty gritties in terms of maybe how you take care of yourself, but also maybe things that you recommend for your patients. But, um, when I say, how do you nourish yourself? What comes to mind?
1: Oh, that's kind of the whole package to me. Um, Like today, I um, was very busy in clinic and my nourishment consisted of I was getting a little bit frazzled. So I went back and made a cup of hot tea. And just sat there for a second, breathing in the steam. That was very nourishing to me. Um, it's kind of what I need at that moment. It's really tapping deep down into what it is that I need and, and giving that to myself. Whether it's, you know, every now and then a glass of wine is nourishing or, um, you know, a, a workout is nourishing or um, sex is nourishing. It kind of depends on, you know, tapping into what it is your body is saying, hey, this is what I need right now and listening to it. I love that you
0: made tea because it also um like forces you to actually slow down too. Like I've got to go just, and I, put I've, I've got to put the water on to boil. I've got to take the
1: tea bag out dunk the tea bag a hundred times yeah. to make it kind of brew. And just consider with the cup in both hands, like holding onto it and feeling that cup, the warm cup, and then really taking a deep breath into that steam. And it really engages all of your senses at that point. Mm,
0: and it, yeah,
1: it's such, not only teaching us to slow down
0: when we're feeling frazzled, but it's, um, it's bringing that that ever elusive being present in the moment, um, learning, uh, to yes. us.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm recovering one of those too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's hard. Most alpha females, like we try to explain everything we overanalyze. So sometimes we can be very focused in the past. And then, you know, we, are, we love goal setting and creating all these things in our lives and uh, are probably recovering like uh, accomplishment junkies. So we, <laughs> we live in the future as well. So the entire like concept of power of now and being in the present is something that like we read the books and we're like, okay, I kind of get it. But like, I don't know how to train my monkey brain to do that. So it's It's these little little self-care practices that really um, bring it to the forefront.
1: Um, Yeah. I I mean, self-care is huge. And uh, one of my, for me personally, I am at a computer. I stand all day and I have my head bent over at a computer, at a, Patient's abdomen for a C-section or surgery, and so I really have to like get my head back where it's supposed to be, so I don't look like I'm, you know, Quasimodo. Um, so one of my biggest self-care things that I really do love—I don't do it to look good; I do it to feel good—is I do Pilates nearly every day um, because it realigns my spine and kind of gets my core working again. Yes, I see benefits of it physically but I feel good when I'm done. And I've never found an exercise where I felt so good uh, and not worried about what I was, Oh, am I going to have some biceps after this? Am I going to like, you know? am I going to be cut? I just like going. Cause I feel like I got a massage afterwards.
0: Hmm. So you're not doing it for an end goal other than stress, relaxation <laughs> and, and body. Really has
1: Don't get me wrong. It's hard. And it has definitely shrunk my butt, but but it's but not your me, primary goal. It's not my primary. And for the first time I was like, this is something I just love to go do. And I think when we find a self-care practice that feels good and is nourishing, it doesn't just like check off a box for us. To me, that's huge for Mm self-care.
0: So are you getting also like monthly massages or do you see a chiropractor as
1: well for alignment? I do. I love, I have a great chiropractor. I love her. I saw her the entire time I was pregnant. Like I go all, I could go every day if I, if I could. Um, and I loved, I loved Thai massage, which is the one where you're like laying on the, on the, kind of on the ground and they're like stretching you and all this kind of stuff. I, I love that. Like I want to be like a rubber band woman. Um, and I know that at this point in my life that that's what works for my body And that's what kind of touch I need.
0: I love that. Um, So other than the things that you've already mentioned, if you've built up any stress throughout the day, do you have any um, like evening routines that uh, kind of reduce any stress?
1: Yeah, I always try. So the first thing I do is I come home and I go see my two kids and I try to find something that was good in their day. So we don't ever perseverate on the crap, although it's okay to feel crappy about your day we talk about what is something that was amazing about your day. We try to laugh, whether it's tickling or something like that. A good laugh is worth a ton of Valium. It really is. And so a good laugh. And I try to have five minutes by myself. It's hard to do with, with two dogs and two small kids. Um, even if I have to sit in the bathroom and do it, try it sometime where I can just not have a phone, not have anything around me and just Quiet and recenter before I walk back out into the room. Hmm. Um, I, I didn't know you had dogs. What kind of dogs? <laughs> I have, I have a French bulldog named Toulouse, and we have a nine-week-old pug puppy that we just got, who is yet to be named because we're still negotiating names. So, so there's a lot of snorting in the house. There's a lot of snorting and fur. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's awesome. And
0: yeah, the, that moment of quiet, like you, you always hear about like the mom's hiding in the bathroom
1: to like take conference calls or to like just have that like quiet it's moment. True. <laughs> yeah. The bathroom is sometimes the best place. There's a seat already there and you can just kind of sit there and put your head in your hand and just kind of just listen to the quiet. Um, it's actually one of my favorite places to go because they usually don't just barge in that often.
0: Yeah, I think I've revealed on the podcast that, um, especially during my work day, my bathroom breaks are times where like I answer people on social media. So like if, yeah. I, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm answering you, like you can picture and you like see a comment on Instagram, it's probably cause I'm sitting on the toilet and I,
1: <laughs> I mean, what else are you
0: going to do? You're just sitting there, right? And I've started a new job and I've realized that like, I'm, we, we work in an office with only one washroom. There's 16 of us. And so like, there's someone constantly in the washroom. Um, and I have realized that I can't, I can't keep doing this because they're going to think I have digestive problems. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, Robin has IBS. She should really take some more self-care for herself. And I'm like, nope, I'm just launching another side hustle and trying to answer comments on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's really smart, actually. Only an alpha female would think about doing that.
0: Um all right we um are nearing like some of my favorite questions but um let's do the the advice one so what would you tell your 20 year old emerging alpha female self
1: you know i was never very good at um i shouldn't say it like that should i i was never really good at at tuning out the haters you know, I wish that I would have just followed my own path without worrying what everyone else was doing when I was 20. Um, I mean, I followed kind of what I thought was my path, but I think a lot of times I diverted myself because it might please somebody else. Um, we already said I was a recovering people pleaser. Um, and really I, I would have, and I'm going to tell my daughter this, who's eight. you know, follow what feels good to you. Like what is, don't listen to what I say or what daddy says or anyone else. Like what serves you, what serves your soul and, and go that way.
0: Hmm. I think this is such a challenge because in hindsight, you know, we look back and we say, you know what? You shouldn't have cared about what that person said, um, yes. but who are we to know what our subconscious is like what story they're going to create. And I, Um, I think I love a lot of the conscious parenting conversations that are going on around just ensuring that we keep communication open with our children so that we can understand and help them process what they're thinking. And I am not a mom yet, so I can only imagine what it's like, you know, to sit your child down and be like, so tell me how that made you feel (laughs)
1: Yes, and and, and, like explain your emotions. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and I don't think our moms did that for us. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know my mom sitting down going, well, how, how does that make you feel? Or tell me about what's going through your mind the day. I mean, it just was a different time and I can't blame my mom for it, but I definitely feel like she didn't support me in that sense. You know what I'm saying? And so now we're trying, this next generation, we're trying to really empower our young women to really find their self of sense early. Yeah. No, I totally...
0: Um, I'm I, I feel you on this. And it's um I've had conversations with my mom where, you know, I've discovered in um emotional blueprint therapy that I have an emotional blueprint that love is insecure and trying to understand, you know, what what moment in time in my childhood happened. Um, that kind of programs me this way programmed my, I, you know, I took it and I programmed my subconscious and we've had conversations and, um, my mom hated to see me cry and she just wanted to comfort me, which is what all moms want to do. And when, when she was using words like they're there, don't cry. I took that as, Oh crap. I need to stop crying as fast as possible so that I don't upset my mom. And then I, I taught myself to never cry and never, never show emotion. And now I'm like, Oh, bring it on. I cry at everything. If you can't handle, <laughs> if you can't handle my crying, you can't handle me. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, it's would and, and then we try to say like, Oh crap. Like I don't want to ever, um, you know, mess up my kid, but it's like, it's going to happen. My kid's going to be in okay, therapy for yeah. something that I said. Um, yep. but I just, I just hope that the lines of communication stay open so that we're constantly talking about them.
1: I think you're going to be a great mom, Robin. I know. I I have no doubt. So that's the, that's the future worry that I'm trying not to hang out in.
0: <laughs> what are some pain points or maybe singular pain points that you're problem solving for now as an alpha female? And that could be like personality
1: wise or how people perceive you. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, I, I'm, I own a business, so I'm an entrepreneur as well as a female physician. And and I would say a lot of times it's very lonely. It's kind of lonely being an alpha female. Um, I think there's still a lot of, of kind of jealousy and, and kind of say mean girls kind of spirit that still exists out there. And while I don't necessarily parlay into it anymore, now that I'm not 20 years old, I, um, I, I told my husband, I said, sometimes it's very lonely being an alpha because you just don't have a lot of other alphas that you can kind of kind of connect with. You know, you want to hear about their other struggles and stories. And, you know, thank goodness you have this podcast so that other women can hear these things. But um, it's a small group, I think, and it's a special group. But um, that's probably my biggest pain point is that every, I mean, I get lonely I feel you. I think this is one of the reasons why I created the podcast is because
0: I wanted an excuse to talk to women on the phone yeah. <laughs> for 30 to 40 minutes. It's bringing back, it's bringing back the phone call, but it's true. Like how many times um, can we actually reach out to other people? Cause we've, you know, created all these goals and things that we want to do in our life and we've set our priorities. And if priorities is not building female relationships at the time, um, then, you know, if you reach out to someone and say like, Hey, do you want to jump on the phone and building a female connection is not a priority. They're going to say no, which is what we talk about on the show around like dirty yes versus uh clean no's. Like they're giving you a clean no, cause it's not their priority, but it means that, you know, maybe in the future they're like, you know what? I spent so much time building my business or, um growing my romantic relationship and now I'm I'm missing out on the friendships I need to like rejig and so I think it's just trying to like Kind of like connect the dots with peoples whose priorities are the same, and um, I think social media is amazing because like I raised my hand quite a lot after moving from Toronto to Ottawa two years ago, saying like I'm trying to build my tribe again. I'm trying to meet other women, and now I actually like have to say no, but I like was constantly out on coffee dates and going to the gym or going to yoga with people because
1: I was trying to find that female friendship, so you just kind of have to like talk about it. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree, and and when you find those connections, are amazing. Like the the thought downloads and like the the inspiration ramps up so high. I just spoke in Canada a few weeks ago. in Thunder Bay and this women that I were with was was just, they were amazing. I mean, the the ideas that were flowing, I was like, wow, I'm in here and I'm in an alpha female pack right now. It was wonderful. Hold on. You were in Thunder Bay. I was in Thunder Bay, girl. I was in Thunder Bay. I know. I um, you know, I live in Dallas, which is like, was 95 last month. And I got off the plane in Toronto and then Thunder Bay and it was like 42 in Fahrenheit. And the, the Air Canada through a flight attendant is putting on a down jacket i said oh crap if she's putting on a down jacket i am screwed right because she's canadian like you guys are used to it oh five degrees okay it was a great (laughs) conference it was (laughs) i guess i've been to
0: thunder bay that's hilarious um that's awesome um yeah it's around that temperature right now here in ottawa so (laughs) I'm not ready for winter. I like wore a leather jacket to the office and I, it it actually snowed yesterday a little bit. And I I was like, I am not ready for this. I want my fall. Um, (laughs) Okay. That was a tangent. Yeah, no, it's, um, it, it's, but back to like the, the female connection. I, and the entire like Brene Brown world of people, you know, sharing their vulnerability, as long as we're, um, you know, keeping that authentic, um, vulnerability and saying like, Hey, I miss female friendships who wants to hang out. Someone else who's on the same path is going to be like, Hey, yeah, me too. Instead of like, Oh, she's so like, she doesn't have any right. friends, like back to many right. girls. Yeah. So I, it, but again, we have to be vulnerable and say like what we're looking for and hope not to be shamed in the process. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun learning process. Still. <laughs> Um, Well, it's been absolutely amazing to talk to you. You have such a beautiful energy and you're such a firecracker. So I appreciate um, what you're doing in this world and the energy that you brought to the show. But will you leave our listeners with what is your definition of happiness?
1: Well, I will. As only a doctor could do, I'm going to say that happiness is a virus. That is completely contagious.
0: I love it. Oh my gosh, that's the best. I make quote images for all my guests and that is going on a quotable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Robbie. It was a pleasure. Hi, my alphas. I just wanted to chat with you quickly. I have no script for this clip, but I wanted to make sure that I am getting your feedback. So we're coming up on the end of the year you're going to hear this clip in the last five episodes before the end of 2018. So what I would really, really love for you to do is we've got another survey. So at the end of the year, I always ask you, my listeners, to give me feedback and what you like about guests, what do you like about questions, how we could make it better. I've been really thinking hard and to be completely honest, I'm at a tipping point where I'm not sure I'm going to continue with this podcast because I don't know if it's serving you. There's so many times when I do get messages from some of my amazing listeners who tell me how an episode impacts them or something that popped out at them. And that means the world to me. Um, but I'm not always getting feedback from you guys. So sometimes it just sounds like I'm putting this, um, podcast and these episodes out into thin air, thin air, and I don't know how they're being received. So this is what I'm doing. I am going to reward you for filling out the survey. So I'm giving away a doTERRA yoga collection to one lucky survey filler outer, So please go to bit.ly forward slash podcast survey 2018. That's bit.ly forward slash podcast survey 2018. And I'm asking you lots of questions because I'm trying to figure out, well, one, I've been doing this podcast for three years now. And it's always the same questions, always the same format. So maybe I want to switch things up. Maybe we're going to do different episode formats. Maybe I'll do more solo episodes. We'll see, but I need your feedback and I need a lot of feedback because there's quite a lot of downloads. So I really want to get a really wide array of answers from Every single one of you that listen. So again, please head on over to bit.ly forward slash podcast survey 2018. If you're driving, just give yourself a, like make a voice note at a red light. Don't do anything to harm your safety, but just give yourself a voice note to remind yourself to go there when you get to the office or back home to a computer bit.ly forward slash podcast survey 2018. I can't wait to hear your feedback, and at the end of the year, I will do a draw for the Yoga doTERRA collection kit. I will post about um, who wins on my Instagram, and I'll reach out to them via email. I thank you all for listening this year. It has been absolutely amazing producing um, this show in 2018, so I can't wait to hear your feedback. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. It's the most popular mushroom product on the market, and I've actually been drinking their shaga tea even before they sponsored the Tim Ferriss podcast. So I figured it was about time I got you guys a beautiful discount so you can snag your own mushroom coffee, tea or hot cacao mix. I'm obsessed with the shaga mushroom tea. I drink it in the afternoon for a really high dose of antioxidants. And then the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is my favorite for an evening treat if I have a sweet tooth craving. So use the promo code ALPHAFEMALE at checkout for 10% off, and you can shop on their website at forsigmatic.com. For the listeners of the Alpha Female podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice, go do it now before changing to the next episode and just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a
1: spectacular day.